This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. All right, guys, welcome back to another podcast, the MVM Show. Today, we got a very uh, cool topic, actually a suggested topic by... Uh, one of the people following us on Instagram and on YouTube, they suggested that we do a topic on gear. And I got today my co-host, Thomas. What's up, guys? My brother and Travis McDonald. Hello, hello. My co-host. Ho- <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, co-ho. That's a salmon. <laughs> so we're going to just rock and roll and get into this and talk about how we started out with what we started with and how we've upgraded over the years and good stuff like that. We're also live on Instagram right now. Uh, got some people, a bunch of people tuned in. It looks like about 16 or 17 people. So we're going to try to answer some questions that they may have on there. And uh, we're going to go over gear. I think Travis has been hunting. How long have you been hunting now, Travis? Um, 47. I started. My uncle took me when I was nine years old. So and that was my first introduction to duck hunting. So he has a few years of experience. So I think we should start with you. Like what, you know like what you started out with and what was the good stuff and yeah and the bear how you started with the bear minute who knows <laughs> track you should tell us the trash bag story you and tom oh yeah that was well <laughs> when i was nine my uncle took me and um of course you know my my dad and mom always deer hunted never duck hunted and um he took me out there and basically i sat on the bank and um at a he had bought me a little uh i think it was h&r 20 gauge shotgun and um single shot and so i went with him maybe four or five times maybe three or four um and i liked it and then it wasn't until i was about 15 or 16 maybe even younger um my brother-in-law who was my brother-in-law at the time um it's like let's go duck hunting i go dude we have nothing we have no gear we have we have absolutely nothing we got shotguns and um He's like, well, let's go to Big Five and we'll buy some waders. He goes, I've seen some waders there. So we go and we get these, basically they're trash trash bags. I mean, I can't, 
<laughs> you know those cheap ponchos mm-hmm. you buy? It was basically those, and they didn't have boots, I don't think. Oh, they were just like the... They were just the, some the slip-on. It was basically rain gear. You know, supposed to be waders. And we went out there, and we didn't know where to go. We didn't have... Wait, we borrowed some of my uncle's decoys, because he had stopped duck hunting. And um, we went out there. We didn't know where to go. Were those wood decoys? <laughs> no. <laughs> they were they, they were uh, paper well, you're mache. You're not that old, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they were the ones like the Indians had. They found yeah. in the caves yeah. with, with bamboo or whatever that was. Reeds. <laughs> no. But um, they were they were some old flambeaux. Um, you know, today we have all these high-class, you know, ultra-high-vis uh, decoys. And you look at the old decoys. Like, how did they ever kill ducks back in the day? You know? Are the ducks smarter now than they ever were? Is there more hunting pressure? I don't know if those things, but um, anyways, um, these old decoys, flambos. Actually, I still have some of them today, like in my garage. Mm-hmm. But um, we used those. We went out there. I think we killed maybe two ducks, and um, I, I was hooked. We froze to death. The waders lasted about ten minutes. You know, middle of winter, have holes all in them, <laughs> sopping wet, and um, you know, decided it was time to do some some upgrading. Um, I know you guys still think I have the decoys that I had when I started. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you do. Some of them probably are. Some of them probably are. But um, does it matter though? That's the question. I still we kill. I still kill ducks, you know. And so I don't. You don't have to have these. You know, we we've upgraded to Avian X and you know all these beautiful decoys that look like you know somebody's gonna shoot them. But right. um, I wouldn't say I kill kill more. I think the reason I kill more birds now is just because of experience of knowing where to go and learning different spots and what to look for. But um. You know, you can kill ducks with with pretty much basic stuff. You know, look at garage sales. Great garage sales, I think, are a great place to find yeah, yeah. Um, old gear. You know, um, if you're just getting into duck hunting, uh, the other day my dad he found some um, old camo. You know, the old school camo. Oh, the what was the name of that? I don't know. Um, the, the, I just called old school camo. You know, the, yeah. that that pattern. But uh-huh. um, you know, you can pick that stuff up at a garage sale. Some duck hunter, you know, he's bought something new, and he's you know his wife's like, hey, we got all this stuff in the garage. Let's get rid of it. And um, you know you can look around. You can find stuff that you can use. Yeah. Um, I mean this may be a little bit far to their head. You know, if if you're if you're married and you know you have kids and your wife wants this jogger, your kids are gonna grow up. My kids have grown up, and you can take that jogger, you know, and with a little bit of work convert that into a decoy mm-hmm. cart. Right. Um, lots of things you can do. I've seen guys out there with yeah, like the old jump on like the old strollers, yeah, and, the, or the, the strollers, runner, the runner, which ones, the jogger technically ones. those are nicer because the wheels seem to me like it's just a lot easier to push and stuff. Yeah, I mean it's designed to push heavy weight. You right. know what I'm saying, I mean, yeah, kids and whatever other stuff they stick inside those things, you know. So that that's something that um, garage sales I think are a great place to look to to find, especially if you're just getting into it. You know, you don't have a, a ton of money, or you're like, oh, I'm kind of interested in duck hunting, but I want to go spend fifteen hundred dollars to get started. You know, you had a garage sale. Look around. I found a nice pair of waders, uh, Cabela's waders. Um, perfect size. They didn't have any holes in them. The guy said, oh, I wore these things one time. I think I picked them up for 15 bucks at, at a garage yeah. sale. So things like that could really, you know. Yeah. Some people go out there duck hunting, they get tired of it. And they're like, yeah. I'm not duck hunting anymore. Never know. And yeah, a lot you, of that kind of stuff, if you're not a duck hunter, might not have any value to you. Exactly. So people let it go for exactly. Cheap. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, it's kind of nice if you buy waiters that have some that don't have holes in them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, I've broken a few you, people in. Did with you waiters. borrow somebody's waiters the first time you went, or did you already? Did you just buy some? Me? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Now I think I borrowed somebody's. I think some. I think actually, trap. It might have been Josh's. How do they fit you as Were tall they as Josh's? You are? 
I might have been. I they were supposed know. to be chess waiters, and they were hip waiters for Thomas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Not <laughs> sure. Seriously. But I, I, don't, I don't think it was too deep, or I don't even think it was that cold yet when yeah. I went. So it wasn't that big of a deal. So were you hooked the first time, or is this something you had to kind of like work into? No. The first, actually, like the first two or three times I went were like horrible days. Like the first time I went, I don't think anybody even shot anything. Yeah. Now, and did you have, did you, I mean, did you take the bare minimum out there? What, what, well, I w- it's, it's nice. I think that that's one aspect of it. You know what I'm saying? If you have somebody that duck hunts, that yeah. if you, if you're interested in duck hunting and you're not duck hunting, yeah. you know, find somebody that's like, Hey, can I, can I just go out there one time? I'm not trying to learn your spot. I'm not yeah. trying to steal your spot. Yeah. Um, just, you know, I, I kind of want to see, see what this is all about before you even, yeah. Know did you, you I mean, it. did you have a ton of gear that you took out there? No, you know, uh-uh. no, no, I didn't have nothing. Yeah. No, I, uh, luckily, yeah, you guys already were hunting. So I just, borrow some waders and and take a gun out there that's all yeah literally that was it yeah you know anybody starting they don't need to they don't need to buy a bunch of stuff no i mean you, i think you could take two or three decoys out there if you had a pair of waders <clears throat> and um you know your shotgun mm-hmm. i think you could kill birds mm-hmm. if you took the time to just look around here's here's a big thing i think is Knowing where the birds want to be, mm-hmm. you know, and you might you just That's look. the main thing. Look, you know what I'm saying? You <laughs> yeah. may find a spot where you see some birds just <laughs> dropping in there, dropping in there. And, I mean, go over there and set up and, you know, don't even call. No. You know, just just stand there. Uh-uh. You know, get hidden good. If the birds are already patterned going to a certain spot, why do you need to do anything different? They're already going there. Yeah. They already want to go there. They're used to going there. They're In their mind, they're used to it being a safe yeah. place. So I think that's one of your biggest pieces of gear is your eyeballs. Yeah. It doesn't cost you a thing. Right. <laughs> Just the time to look You're around. Right. Yeah. Scouting. Yeah. Some binoculars. Walking around, looking around. Yeah. Definitely. Just don't walk around early in the morning when everybody else is out there. You know, you go walk and sit, stand up on the bank and, and somebody sees you standing over there. They're not going to be very happy with you. Yeah. Or, well, you know. I think one of the big issues I think a lot of people don't understand and it's frustrating, in my opinion, that we can't do this. And I don't really understand why we're not allowed to. But pretty much every other state, they can go scout. Like, they or their their public refuges, the places that they can go. In the off days, you're saying? Yeah. Oh, we, wow. can, we can't do that. No, we can't. Oh, yeah, dude. Huh. When we were in Kansas, the whatever they call that, a public refuge or whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got 20 trucks out there. Everybody's got binoculars. They're looking where they want to go. You Arkansas, same thing. Louisiana, I know all those places. I'll watch those guys. They'll be there days in advance. And they can do that, but we can't do that. And guys don't understand that we can't do that. Because yeah. I've been asked before, well, why don't you guys go scout? Why don't you go do this and that? You know, it's yeah. like, well, man, we can't. I mean, I guess you could drive up on the edge of the road and get a spotting scope and scope the back of the refuge three miles away and mm. see if you see some birds. But, I mean, you really can't. No. Yeah. So what do you recommend? Because <clears throat> basically... On our opening day, and well, th- at the beginning of the season, it's kind of, it's kind of. Let's say you go out there first thing in the morning, you don't really know where to go yet. I mean, you can go out there, but just because you go to a certain place doesn't mean that's where all the birds no, are stacking that's up. That's not going to guarantee. Because it. you, like you said, we can't scout because it's fenced off. I think off. Um, some places they have flood maps, mm-hmm. and they flood up at different times. And sometimes I think that's if the birds are local birds, you know, usually going to kill local birds early in the season. We're not going to kill any migrators. They're all local right. birds. So maybe looking where they flooded up first, mm-hmm. 
And if you, if you know a refuge, you know, you kind of, okay, the birds have a tendency to hang out here. This pond's never been a, a producer or whatever. But look where they flood up first because usually the birds are going to go there mm-hmm. first. Right. They're not going to go where there's no They're water. They're going to start going, yeah. start going there yeah. first. Yeah, it's going to develop a pattern. Yeah. So do you think <clears throat> somebody starting out should still go out in the morning in the dark or should they go out in the afternoon? By all what? means, everybody opening day, stay home. <laughs> yeah. don't, don't come out there. <laughs> You know, we'll we'll make sure we'll make sure nothing we'll, we'll scout it out for happens. you and make sure it's and make safe. Sure, yeah, we'll make there's sure no deep, okay. No deep. There's holes. no deep holes in the ponds. And yeah, fall, we'll, yeah. We'll make sure we'll scope that out for you guys. Exactly. <laughs> so don't go out opening day. Just so, don't don't apply for reservations. Stay home. Going to the gear reservation. What's that? <laughs> going to the gear and back to the gear. What? As far as I don't know, you never really go over it. I don't think they still sell those mesh bags. Yeah. To carry your decoys in, but the the negatives of that and there's positives and neg- negatives of that. One positive is it's cheap and it's light, super cheap yes. and it's super light. <clears throat> I talked well until you put the decoys <laughs> in it, but I just did that video, guys. If you don't know, we have a a YouTube channel, Mid Valley Mercenaries. Go check us out, but. Also, we're on Instagram and Facebook, but one of the things that I just did a video on was trying to find the cheapest gear. Now, was it the best gear? No. You know, a lot of people were commenting in there and like saying, oh, don't be fooled, you know, this and that. It's like, I'm not trying to fool nobody. No. People want to know what's the bare minimum, the cheapest thing they can start with. Yeah. Do I still use that stuff today? Some of it, yes. Yeah. A lot of it I don't anymore. Like, you know, I, I've upgraded over time. All of us can't be like Thomas, you know, and come out the gate with avian x's and slotted bags and <laughs> <laughs> but you know that stuff it was funny because sick of gear yeah, yeah. So people were <laughs> people were like uh oh don't fool them you know that's a it's an endless cave of of gear and it is it I is mean, it is and it that's is. fine it's like most hobbies like bass fishing you know what i'm saying you yes. never have enough gear and every year like oh i got everything oh, and, and you end up buying something bass else. fishing's worse dude <laughs> it really do you not agree Oh yeah, it's worse. I don't know why. Yeah, it's worse. That's the black hole. It is. It's way worse than duck hunting. But yeah. But going you, back to the you guys brought up a good point though about about the gear. Uh, now I just lost my train of thought. That's okay. I'll take over. Okay, go ahead. So you know, talking about slotted decoy bags versus when I started, we had just those oh, simple yeah. um, decoy bags with the little holes in them. Um, two little straps went over your shoulders, and Age is age is your best friend. I was young, yeah. and you know what I'm saying full 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 of it. I could just go full blast, but I paid a price for it because I had these pintail decoys, these weights, <laughs> you know. And when you're you're trying to run to a pond and you got yeah. pintail hard piece of plastic poking you in the back and in the butt and the back of the legs, that's no fun. And so you know it's a progression. Do I still have those kind of bags? Yeah, but I, I use them in a different manner. Right. Um. And then I went to a, a decoy bag, and I don't even think I don't even know if I had them when they first started. I'd never seen them, um, with a strap around your waist to to support the the weight, and that took some of the weight off the back of your shoulders. Because if you, like me, I'd go you know as far as I could go to get away from people. You walk two or three miles with decoys on your back, they started getting heavy. I don't care how strong you are, and your shoulders would hurt. They'd burn, you know. And um, so then I went to the one with the, around the waist that helped a little bit, and then over time progressed to uh, a cart, which has been. A lifesaver. Literally. And the older you get, the you know what I'm saying, the the better it is. But I throw my a lot of times I'll throw my waders in there, I throw all my gear in there. 
I'll push it out and I won't put my waders on until I get out to the pond. You know, especially if I'm hunting in the afternoon because there's <clears throat> well, no stop, competition. Let's stop there for a second. Go ahead. The cart, you're talking about the deer cart. Some people don't. Deer eat, cart, are, yeah. Well, I, I, I already said it, but people will be like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Cart? Yeah, it's like a deer. You can go get them on Amazon. Yeah. It's like a deer cart. With the jet sled. And then the jet sled is where you would put on it and tie it down. But what I was talking to Thomas about last year and you is one of the things I was saying is how we can modify even further what we have now. Like yeah. we've been satisfied with what we've had right now for a long time. But here's the thing. I can tell you how many times I've got frustrated because there's so we have not enough room on there. There's maybe we want to bring more decoys or we want to bring more stuff. But we it's falling off. Yeah. You're strapping it down. Yeah. It's it's those two wheels on those those deer carts, sometimes trying to push it through that mud is like horrible. Yeah. Now, what I want to upgrade to this year and like modify I was telling Thomas is go to like a four wheel system, more of the air rubber tires that seem to glide through mud when it's wet a little mm -hmm. bit easier and also build some walls up on the side to where it's deep. So you just throw it in there. Don't have to worry about strapping nothing down, yeah. but you can also, you know, you, you're not worrying yeah. about falling out. You can take some more decoys if you want. Yeah. I always wanted something that had like a, Cause I don't like put my gun like in there with all my stuff. Yeah, no. You know, what I'm saying okay. if you could, if you could, somebody just run some poles up the side of that thing. Weld, oh yeah. Weld them on there and have yeah. like a, you know, a gun rack. Yeah. A little gun rack. Uh -huh. Um. Also, you know, doing taxidermy, I don't like my throwing my birds in there and getting them all smashed up, especially if I have a nice right. bird. So if you had something on the side where you can just hang them, hang, hang, hang a bird. You know, say a nice bird. Um. You don't want to put something around its neck that's gonna mess up the feathers, but something if you could, um. You know, maybe have uh. Quack lanyards make you something where you can hook it to their leg. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that way there's you're not going to mess up the leg mm -hmm. on a duck. And just hang it off the side of your decoy cart and, um, you know, keep it keep it there. Yeah. Then everybody's going to see the nice bird that you shot and ask you where you went. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have a little bag that we put it in or something, you know? A little just bag that we hide it in. Yeah. How many times have you thrown your birds in when someone's coming, the, you see them coming and you, oh, shoot. Yeah. Throw, How'd you shovel. do today? Nah, not that good. You know, I got <laughs> got a shoveler. It's guys, it's guys <laughs> like you. That's what we always end up saying. Like, oh, well, ah, just a couple of shovelers. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we heard a lot of shooting over there. Yeah. Uh, that was some other guys. <laughs> yeah, they were shooting at coots over there. <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> hey, hey, that that was me this year. <laughs> There's a couple of days I shot at a coot. Yes. That's, that's how bad it we're not gonna get that every time yeah. we always, they always come up but we always think you need to kill those things kill man. all coots i'm gonna make a shirt i'm just gonna say that death to coots <clears throat> i hope you guys are done i hope everyone who will buy it who will buy that for shooting coots. coot lives don't matter because <laughs> coots are taking over in california <laughs> <laughs> seriously um so okay so we kind of went over the the decoy the slot bag i mean the other reason for the the bag the slotted bags I don't think it's necessary to have a slot bag. I do have a slot bag, if anybody asks. But I don't know. This year, well, for one thing, it depends on your decoys. If the paint rubs off super easy, yeah, it's it's you have to have it. There's a few brands out there I would recommend not to buy. I won't well, mention them. The but the why paint, not? Just mention the them. paint. The paint doesn't come off, and the kills don't last. You know, they it does come, come off or doesn't come off. No, it does come off. Which brand? It don't matter. I mean, uh, we're, we're green, being honest. Green head gear. Well, right. Yeah, and and I've had the worst luck with the kills. You know, they crack right at the kills. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I mean. Now, was that the pro or just the standard version? Standard. Standard version. Okay. Because for anybody listening out there, 
me and did you buy some too? Yeah. Yeah, I bought the GHG Pro. Yours were pros too, right? Mm-hmm. And um, the paint definitely comes off, hundred percent. Yeah. And I knew it before I bought it because I was scratching on it, you know, in the store. Mm-hmm. But I tried the old trick to where you're spraying the the clear the coat, mat. the mat, clear mat over it, clear mat over it. I think it helped a little. Did you do that to yours too? Mm-mm. I think it helped a little bit, but I don't think it lasts very long. I mean, the elements that you're putting it in. Um, but some people were saying, you know, those that brand can be good, or even Flambos can be like a filler decoy. Yeah. So much, you know, which I don't know the ideas that we have for all this kind of stuff. I think, yeah, you're talking about slotted versus mesh bags. I think that kind of depends on obviously how nice your decoys are and how many you want to take. And whether or not you're worried about them chipping or not, like, yeah, I'll put avians in a slotted bag. But if I have a bunch of especially standard size cheap decoys, it's going there's nothing bag. wrong with them going in a huge yeah mesh yeah. bag. Yeah, well, that's like if you get you know thirty five bucks for a dozen versus two hundred dollars for a dozen. Yeah. Right. Which avians are what they're. They're like seventy bucks for six. Yeah, seventy. Or Unless you go with the down. flocked heads, then the, you're gonna run a little bit higher. Yeah, yeah. the mallard flocked heads. Like, <laughs> we're, that we're, was like, on like sale. Someone else I know we're the both sick, giving, the guy. You know, <laughs> we're both yeah. giving Thomas the evil eye. Yeah. Right that now. was on sale. Hey, <laughs> and you guys both got to benefit from those decoys all year. So you're know. such a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? It didn't even help us that much. You know why? There was no birds. Yeah, that plays a big role. Yep. You know what, though? We weren't the only state that said that. Uh-huh. A lot of people were saying that it was the, one of their worst years. Yeah. But anyway, so I mean, the, so the slotted. If you want to buy cheap decoys, you can put it in the mesh bag. If you want to buy expensive, just a suggestion, buy the buy the slotted bag. That'll save them longer. Avian X is real. But fun, what's funny is, though, even though Avian X's are more and you would think you'd want to put them in a slotted bag, slotted bag the, chip, the paint's not going to chip on those decoys. It seems to be much more durable. It's a softer, yeah, softer plastic, more yeah. rubbery. Feel. And it don't, it don't seem like it's painted. The, it, mo- it almost yeah. seems like it's ba- like, like the colors on there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like integrated into. You the can plastic. tell GHG mm-hmm. Pros are painted. Yeah. You can't really tell that with the Avian X's. Like the Avian X's seem like they're, it's almost in the, yeah, mm-hmm. rubber or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Another thing that for gear, um, that's very valuable. I mean, you've seen a, a big push in the last. Well, at least I have, in the past. 20 years for uh, different types of motion decoys, yeah. spinning wings. You know, you got these things that flap, sw- swim around, beat the water, churn up the water. Um, but you can't beat a simple jerk string. You know, uh, PVC type of, I don't know, paracord, you know, whatever. Um, you want you know, you don't want to use like bright yellow or something like that. But, you know, so, so a weight some swivels and hook that thing up and mm-hmm. on certain days especially calm days you know you whoever went to a pond and seen ducks just sitting there like statues out on the no. water they don't do that so i think motion's so huge and a simple jerk string which has been used for some some sort or semblance of it's been used for centuries in duck hunting is is one of the best tools you can have you know starting out is a jerk string um people you know use your foot turn up the water every once in a while right just something that make it look looks natural. These guys in the timber do that all day long. Mm-hmm. Oh. I I I started doing that a little bit last year. When you're like desperate yeah. for movement, I'll just uh, I'm just bored. Kicking, yeah, I'll move like, my leg back and forth in the mm-hmm. water and create ripples. Something mm-hmm. to to create motion. Yeah, if you didn't have a jerk string, I mean, get some movement. Some yeah, ripples in the water. Yeah, and to that that uh that tool you bought that decoy spreader thing, 
Um, oh, man, that, that seemed to work, work a, really nice, you know. Honestly, yeah, I, I, I 100% believe in that thing. Is it easy to use? It's very easy oh, to use. Man. Easy to set up? It's it's no harder to set up than a traditional jerk string with, you know, just the yeah. three. And how, how much did that thing run you, if you don't mind me asking? It was, uh, I want to say it was like 40 $40? Yeah. Wish I and I mean that thing. <clears throat> you could no kidding. <laughs> ben, ben, guys, if you want to check out Motion Ducks, tell my Motion Ducks, right? Yeah, yeah. Ben, I've actually kind of become to know him pretty good. He's actually, guys, stay tuned because he is going to be. He's almost somewhat not sponsoring us, or I don't know what would you call it. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it's not sponsor when they uh, gave you the stuff and yeah. But anyways, he's gonna he's gonna give us a code for you guys collaborate? for our huh collaborate. Well, no, I mean we already did on one of that videos, but he's gonna give us a code to so that everybody can get a discount on nice. that f- for us. So kind of, been, I need to call him again. So we'll be putting that on here. Maybe he'll even sponsor this uh, podcast too, just to get it out there. We'll start probably having some advertisements, guys, at the beginning. But you can, if you don't want to listen to him, you can always skip through him. But just guys, kind of sponsoring the show and stuff like that. But anyways, uh, when Thomas tell him, just tell him your experiences with that Motion Ducks guys. Look them at motionducks.com, But Thomas tell a little yeah, bit. Yeah, so our basically, it's just a spreader. Um, there he sells two different ones. Uh, he's got um, the simple one that's just a forearm spreader. And then you can also get you can add on to that, and it could become an eight. So you could rig up eight decoys on this one spreader. And the motion is seven. awesome. It's oh, is four it and then three, three. Oh, okay. Anyways, you can the the motion's awesome. It looks so lifelike. It's not even the same compared to just three three ducks in a straight line going back and forth. They yeah. they, they have more of a random movement. Yeah. The the water movement that that you create from from the jerk string is is better looking. It's just. <clears throat> all around better and this year we used it and man it it did work i mean we didn't use it every time because um you know if it's a windy day or this and that we don't need it but <clears throat> on those calm sunny days um t- that was the only thing we literally had i mean you know no wind sunny dead calm that's basically all you have to help you you know bring those ducks in when there's n- when there's no movement right yeah, well, we know. Oh, okay, that one refuge where those pintails we shot those pintails. Yeah, that was all we had out, right? Yeah, that, that, was, that was all we had. That was all we had. We had. So that yes, brings up a good point. Seven decoys. Yeah. Oh, did we have two attached? Um. Or how do we do no, that? What did we do? I thought that was it. We just had four. Maybe we did. There's I a there's a reason. Some, I thought we, no 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 because you got one also. And I had mine, so, so we had we, we attached them together. Yeah, and we actually had um, we actually had eight on there because we rigged it a, a different way than than uh, they said because we didn't know. Oh right, so we yeah. had eight, eight on there. We were kind of desperate. We didn't have service out there either, so we couldn't look it up. I couldn't remember how to attach that. We'll do a video about that too. I'm, I want to do it a video still very looks soon. Great. Oh, dude. Well, okay. The reason I was bringing that up, okay. Because we did, a, we, what was the right word, supplemented our regular decoys with that? Is that the right word? I'm yes, yes. Okay. Didn't remember from a distance, 
the birds, I remember, I'm thinking of a different time. I can't even explain it to you. Probably you won't remember which time I was talking about. But we had several decoys out, and then we did have the motion ducks jerk spread set up, okay? So we got this clump over here that's got movement, and we got this clump that has no movement, and it was dead calm. Clump of decoys? Right. Okay. Or, you know, clump. I say clump, but kind of spread yeah. out or whatever, right? But you got this one section that's moving. Now, from a distance, the birds see that movement, right? And I, I've seen several times where the birds were locked up coming in. It wasn't the greatest of mornings, but we had birds coming in, and we're like, they would get to a certain point and hit a wall, like 100 yards. You might remember what I'm talking about. We were on the we're opposite side of the refuge that we never hunt. And, dude, when they got in, and I believe when they got into a certain distance to where they were seeing the decoys that weren't moving, that's mm -hmm. what was flaring them. So from the distance, they were seeing this movement in the water, like, oh, okay, and they were just, like, on a rope. Yeah. Hit, they'd hit 100 yards, and bam, it was like, I mean, like, they got hit a wall and banked off. And then the time we're not using anything but the jerk jerk string set up with four or five, seven decoys, they worked all the way, I mean, into, like, 20, 30 yards. So what I'm saying is it's almost better off, it seems like, not using – if you can't have movement at all – you're kind of defeating the purpose, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, you think about these these birds aren't stupid. They they see stuff like that that's so unnatural, you know, and it, and you know, they got to be aware of everything around them. Predators, you know, they're they're not a predator, they're prey. So I think anytime that they see something that's abnormal or or not natural, you know, they're going to be wary of it. Right. But I'm just saying like what uh, I don't think you can put those two together. <clears throat> you're I mean, talking about when it's a really calm day versus having some wind. Well, you're not going to use a jerk string right, if there is wind. Right, right, I'm right. just saying. So you're saying if you know, I think it's a if mistake. You know Saturday, dead calm. You taking out three dozen decoys, or are you going to take out half a dozen with movement? Exactly. No, I'm just saying you can't put those two together. I learned last year. To me, you can't put those two together unless they were mixed in. So say you got your jerk spread set up, and you want to put some in between, so the ripple from that affects them. Affects them, but if not, to me, you're it's completely washing the whole idea of it, because mm -hmm. now you got this over here that the birds know is not real, mm -hmm. and you got this that looks real, then they're gonna flare. So you're you kind of defeating the purpose of it, is what I'm saying. What other gear you think is huge to begin with? A sling, I think a sling's huge. You know, um, I'm. I'm when I first started out, there's a couple times I I you know take my gun out there, um, didn't have a sling, well I didn't have a decoy card either, so I I set my gun up on the toolies, and more than once I set my gun and you know got turned around out there and where's my gun, and I've looked 20 minutes to find my shotgun. I don't know if you guys have ever experienced mm -hmm. that. Maybe it's not maybe a good not. feeling. But yeah, you get this panic mode because everything starts looking the same. You get disoriented, you know, especially if you're hunting <laughs> really thick vegetation. You know, a lot, a lot of tulies, you know, hunting for mallards in tight spots. Pretty soon all the tulie clumps look the same. So if you have a sling, um, you know, that you could sling, sling over your back um, while you're sitting out your decoys, if you don't have a cart system, something like that, um, I think that's huge. A, a headlamp, a good headlamp, you know. Um, if you have kids, headlamps, head, headlamps notoriously disappear, hmm. you know. So have a secret space where you can hide your own headlamp. Hmm. Um, <laughs> what, he what, hand, what headlamp do you use? Trump? You know what? I've I've used all kinds. <clears throat> I've used the, the cheap ones from 
Costco's, you know, three for 15 bucks. And I bought a, uh, I can't remember. For some reason, my mind's going blank. But I, I bought a fairly nice one. But hide that thing, man. When you have kids, for some reason, they disappeared, you know, be, between duck seasons. Mm-hmm. You know, the batteries are out of them. You, you find I them can't lose mine. Thomas is free, but I cannot lose that thing. It's bad to the bone. Yeah, if you guys want a good headlamp, go check out Nightcore. They make a ton of different styles and versions of headlamps and regular flashlights and all this. But, um, but you can f- actually find them on Amazon too. They're are they're they? amazing. Yeah. Oh, okay. They are. Um, are they about the same price? But I'm sure they're not any cheaper. Yeah, they're about the same. Um, it's like an iPhone. You can't go find somewhere. I think it was about eighty bucks or so. And this thing gets up to like a thousand lumens for a period of time, but which is great when you got that little dude trying to sneak on top of you and set up on top of you in your decoys. And if you got a wimpy flashlight, you know he's gonna he's gonna think that you're further away. And that's a good tip for gear: is get a bright flashlight. Yeah, something yeah. bright. You want we want other people to know where you're at when yeah. you're out there. You know, get as um, high. I mean, there's no point of getting something you can barely see with. You know. Yeah, yeah. But. So true. One of the other one of the other things for gear, I think, that uh, you know what, from from starting to this, going to this, okay, like for instance, I just always use the backpack to throw my stuff in, which I don't think that really matters. I mean, do you think that matters? You need to have a decoy bag. No, yeah, you could, like you I mean said, a blind bag or a blind b- decoy bag? Yeah, blind bag. No, not really. I mean, I've taken a backpack out there, you know, and like I said, if you're starting out. Go to garage sales. You may be able to find a, a very inexpensive uh, backpack, you know. Well, when we say backpack, I mean, you can get something like that your kid uses to take his school books even, you know, to mm-hmm. take to throw stuff in. Um, just keep it hidden if it's the wrong color. You know, bright fluorescent colors aren't good. What did you start out taking before a backpack? Because, um, I mean. Good Lord, I just have shells down on my Right, right. Well, that's, Waiters, what, I'm, that's you know? what I'm saying. From what you but, started, yeah. what's the necessary things? I don't it's know. Just, it's all about making life easier, right? Life easy. Yeah. You know, it's it's smarter than harder. Yeah. I mean, it's not that you need all this stuff. You no, need you this don't. blind bag, you know. But no, nope. man, you get it. You're like, wow. Well, it's I, not, I, I mean, I like to eat, so it's nice to have a sandwich or yeah. a Gatorade or something that you can have. You know, which is harder to carry without a, a some type of blind bag system mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and of course take your trash out of the field don't don't leave it in the field talking about necessary things one of the necessary things is obviously a gun we haven't talked about yet yeah keep that thing clean duck duck hunting can be very you clean your gun after every hunt nope I don't either but it's got the all the synthetic stuff on there you, you want to know you, you want to know the only time I clean my gun when it stops firing right no, after the uh, rain. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have to. Yeah, rain can gunk them up pretty bad. But, like, if you have the... That's why people can't get their chokes yeah, out. Yeah, but if you don't have the, the barrels that are, you know, have, I don't even know what you call that stuff, that coating over the top of mm-hmm. them, if you have a standard barrel, duck hunting can wreak havoc on it, and you better keep it clean because yeah, don't. You will, it will rust out your gun. Don't take a wood. I, well, I shouldn't say you can't do that, but... It's not a great idea to have a wood stock out duck hunting. But people did it for well, hundreds I mean, I, of yeah. years. You know, I mean, what I'm I guess the, the Woodstock's fine, but I think you but just maybe keep you it just clean. need to take better care. You have to of take. It. You have to be more conscientious. More yeah. Gun. yeah, yeah. The the ones we have now are yeah. probably can be be beat up a little bit more because uh, like, like they're like plastic. I, I clean my composite. gun almost after every hunt 
before, and then this last year, I I might have cleaned it once during maybe once mid season. Maybe sometimes my gun shoots better and dirty than it does. I know mine is squeaky clean. Dude. It was a little dirty, but it there was no problem. Like I probably could have went the whole season and it would have been fine. Mm-hmm. I just said I just do it after rain because that water's sitting inside all those mechanisms i don't like you know yeah. like, i know and it can kind of be made it's made for a, you know uh why is my mind blank a, a case, case yeah you know, that's a, case, a big mistake just, that's that's bad because yeah. yeah water soaks into that and yeah and guys listening if you're newer to it that or if you've been doing it for a while but haven't experienced that you get back from duck hunting there's just you're in water right so there's just moisture in general anyways but uh Yes, you stick it. I've done it. <laughs> you stick it in that case. Mm-hmm. It's just a little hot box in there, man. Yeah. And you will get rust overnight. Yep. So just a suggestion, just leave your gun out, lean it up against the wall in your office, in your room, wherever it is that's up and safe, obviously, away from if there's any kids or anything around. But just put it somewhere that it and open the, the action and let that thing air out. Even, too, you know, it don't hurt to take your choke out every other hunt or so because... I know a couple of people, man, they got their chokes locked in there and they can't get them out. Yeah. And that is one thing I'm always paranoid. I'm always, I take that thing in and out a lot and clean around that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's do a big you, deal. And do you oil the threads at all? I do, yeah, before I put them back in. Mm-hmm. Not only for waterproofing, but just for it Yeah. working in and out. Going. I mean, that's a big thing for, that's a big part of gear for a lot of people don't know about. Yeah. Younger hunters don't know, you know? And two, I know we're talking about, you know, what type of gear you use, but. What about gear gear maintenance? Yeah. You know, just gear maintenance in general, your decoys. I mean, most of us are tired when we get home. Right. What do we do to our stuff? Just throw it. We just throw it wherever and I'll worry about it tomorrow. And it sits out there for, you know, two or three weeks and um, doesn't get, not two or three weeks because we're hunting in between, you know, right. almost every weekend. But the tendency is, you know, not to clean up our gear and, you know, spray off our waders and clean off our decoys and all that stuff, you know. Well, so, what do you? I mean, what do you I suggest? Don't know. I, then? I, I mean, would our decoys last longer if you know if we if we clean them off after every hunt, sprayed them off, you know, hung them up to dry? I don't think that's gonna happen though. <laughs> I don't think that it's gonna happen. Do you wash ever. the waders off every time after every hunt? Uh, no, no, I don't. You know what I'm saying? I, well, that, yeah, that but mud what, drying on, on there, cracking on them. I mean, I kind of not. I'm not saying religiously, mm-hmm. but dude, if it's bad on there, I get it off when I get back because if it's like that really bad, your decoys? No, like your no so waders, 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 and. Dude, because you can't get that stuff off later. Yeah. Like on my wheels and my cart. Yeah, I try to spray yeah, my wheels I, off on I my cart. Yeah, I have done that. I've just do that thing. my cart off. But, <laughs> but that's not a, not that's not every hunt, though. No. You know. No. He was saying wash your decoys after every hunt. I'm not saying after every hunt, but if, you know what I'm saying? If you've been out there and they got moss all over them. Oh, yeah. They got, you know. But I that kind of goes back to of who you're hunting with and just taking care of it. Like, we ain't throwing it in the mud. Yeah. You know? Like, we're we're taking it out of the bag, setting it, and then putting it back in the bag. They're not getting yeah. I think probably trashed. more for your for your gun and your yeah. your waders, right? Because waders, I don't know. I think that when that mud dries on there and that you got that rubber, mm-hmm. kind of crack it probably, huh? Mm-hmm. I would think so. Yeah, just to break it down. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Over time. Yeah. Just. Oh, one of the other things I want to bring up too. This is a, a small thing, but it's a big thing. Talking about gear is the, um, well, let's talk about Travis real quick. What you used to use, and then I'll bring up the, the other thing as far as on the decoys, the weights. 
Yeah. I did. I kind of did that video. I was talking about you in that uh, video about how you. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to go cheap, I would just use simple, simple weights from Walmart, you know, just two ounce, three ounce, whatever, how much you want to carry weights. But then the opposite of that is if you have them in a regular type of bag, they're banging against your decoys. They're going to scratch them up faster. Um, I mean, I use those uh, triangular weights. Don't use those. <laughs> they poked holes through my decoy bags. Really? Yeah. Then the then the strings would come through the bags, and you know the the pintail decoys invariably would find find those holes, come out and be stabbing me in the back of the legs. Yeah, true. Through the holes that were created through the back from the from it the just kind of works its way through yeah. those holes. Yeah. Yeah, through the holes. You know, and probably the the, the pintail tail itself probably didn't help poking no. through those mesh bags. Um. Yeah. Like well, so the reason I brought that up is because well, that's up. You can start with that. You can t- start with just string. Yes. Yeah, have, have you ever heard of people using like mono, like heavy, heavy duty mono to tie their? You know, I didn't see that until I started seeing the Texas rigging. Yeah. You know, and the only thing I've seen with that is some of the stuff that's out there. It seemed like some of that would float more in the water. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't like drop in the water. You know, I don't know. Did you yeah. notice that at all? Like it would kind of. What? It floats. It kind of floats. Yeah, that's why I don't yeah, like. That's I why I don't like those. I didn't those. like that. That's I yeah. changed. I, I had that and I changed from it because I didn't like it. Because it, it to me, float I would, up. I feel like it would flare the birds because yeah, it's floating it up on top of. Yeah, it glares. I think it glares to somewhat. So I, I would know. always use that, uh, that PVC pipe type of decoy line. Yeah, I always like that. It's kind of stretchy. You know, you you get three or four years out of it before it starts yeah. breaking down. I really like that stuff I use now. Is like that wax. What do they call that stuff? Uh, that nylon string. Yeah, but it's like covered in wax or, or it's coated. Okay. It says it right on. It's actually for decoys. That that's what they do. They coat it. They coat it. Yeah, but um, the reason I brought that up, you know, you can go get those little like Travis said, those three or four ounce weights from their fishing weights, basically at Walmart. You can now get them on Amazon, tied to that. Boom, you're ready to go. So if you need the bare essentials, that's what Travis started with. I think that's what I originally bought. But uh, now the upgrade to that is the J weights to where it's got an elastic band to the string to where you can wrap it around the kill of your decoy and then hook it to where it's firmly wrapped around it with no excessive string hanging off. It's very clean. Yeah. What's so fun is when you you had that other style of uh, line and they get all tangled up together. And you're spending, you know, 20, 30 minutes trying to untangle your decoys. It's frustrating. Because it doesn't stay wrapped around it. Yeah. And, and two, like myself, um, I know you guys have hunted with me before. And you're like, why are we moving again? Why are we moving again? Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a hurry and you want to grab your decoys and just throw them into your your back as you're moving, you know, if the, something like that, it takes a couple extra seconds to wrap that thing around there and hook mm-hmm. that J-weight on there. And, and when you get to your other spot, you can get set up quicker, you know, with more speed and more efficiency because you're not trying to untangle all these decoy lines from, yeah. that have got all wrapped around each other. So J weights guys, you try them out. You can pick them up. They got the elastic band and you can, and, but we'll, we'll probably maybe end it here unless you guys have something else you can think of gear. It's fine. We're not too limited on time, uh, but let really. me say this, not to hate on the Texas rig system because I know a lot of people use that yeah. out there and they love it. You that dude, that is a clean system. Like you will not tangle up doing that. Mm-hmm. Have you actually used officially? I've never used it. Officially use it. Okay, you three. you know you got it through there. You pull all the way back out and then hook that one loop back into the like the little yeah, the, the D ring yeah or carabiner, and boom like Austin Burrs has it. When I went with him, I was like, this is really nice. I just personally me, I just don't like the plastic 
the line, the, the line, or whatever that the, yeah, is. whatever they want to call that, yeah. because it just floats. Um, is it flutterbirds? I'm not saying it always does. I'm just saying. I th- and the other reason was because the decoys are banging around all in each other. But dude, it is nice. It's yeah. quick. It is nice. Um, gear. Another a gear thing is face mask. Some type oh, of yeah. some type of face mask, face paint. Well, what'd you start with? Your cork stuff. We didn't even wear we didn't even wear face mask. We didn't wear a face mask. Um, I've taken my hands and dipped it in the mud and smeared it on my face. It kind of like sucks right. out the you get your pores Moisture, all cleaned yeah. out and <laughs> moisturizes it until it dries. You know I've done all kinds of crazy stuff, but um, for gear, you know some type of some some simple face mask, something. Um, I don't know if I've flown with Titus over places, you know, and, and people look up and. Their face looks like a a, a beacon. Mm-hmm. You, know, you might you might as well grab a, a, a one of those mirrors they flash people for for people in distress, right? Because uh, ducks ducks see your face. I know a lot of people don't don't believe in concealment's huge. I'm a big believer in concealment and face mask. Um, but, is but huge. What's the for gear? What's the big fight about face concealment? People, I mean, people get really, really mad that you wear something on your face. They, if you kept your face down, you wouldn't have to wear something on your face. Or some people are like, they hate on face paint. All I use is mask. It's, I guess it just, it's just people. I don't know. It's I just people's attitudes. Ducks I guess. are flying up in the air, up the keyword. <laughs> so to, in order to see them, you have to look in a certain direction up. Okay, um, how many times that mean you don't look up? Don't look up, right? But you're like side, you're kind of like, yeah. you're, you're trying corner. to keep your face down, yeah. but you're like looking, trying just yeah. to at least know where that mallard's at or whatever. Yeah, out of the yeah. corner of your eye. Even with the face mask on or yeah. face paint, because you're trying not to move. You're, li- but, you're limiting movement. You know, some of the, it's funny because. I think anything extra that can draw those birds in another 10 or 15 yards could be a, a huge difference. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, it, you don't, if you don't want to have it, don't wear it. It's not it. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, just don't hunt by me. If you, you're but you're not hunting with face, me. Face mask. You need something, something on your face. You need you need something. You can use face paint if you want. You can use a face mask. I, be honest with you. In all reality, I think a face mask does kind of. It breaks up your face better than face paint. Yeah, I think face paint has a certain glare to it. Some of them a shine to it. Well, it's not just that. You got let's say you got a green mask that just goes right over your face. Yeah. It's just it's a. There's nothing there. There's no features there, but with face paint, you still got your nose. Yeah, that's the, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, you got your eyes. Angles. Yeah, that are really not that you don't see your eyes. Yeah, and how many of us like uh, you know put put it behind our ears and the back of our neck? Right, that's yeah. huge. I know. Every time I do that too, if I'm not wearing a hoodie, because a hoodie to me blocks your neck real good. But when it's hot and you're not, I'm like thinking this is probably stupid. Yeah, that I'm putting this all over my face and I know my neck's exposed. It's like a sniper mentality, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What's a sniper do? They can sell every part everything. of it. Everything. Because yeah. they don't want why? They maybe don't want to be seen. You know maybe what I'm saying? it'd be nice to wear a light neck gator, you know, like something. Yeah. If it's hot, just something really paper thin. Do you duck Did with you sniper like mentality? those face masks that we bought this year? I didn't mind it, honestly. It wasn't amazing, but. I like something that fits tight to my face, though, not yeah. flapping around so I, much. I think there could definitely be better masks made but we i actually bought it was a a sitka face mask and it was like 15 bucks yeah it was actually really cheap one thing that i hate is my ears covered 
Yes. I cannot stand my ears covered in a and face mask. I think mask. it is on that, right? It, no, it covers everything, yeah. Yeah, I don't like my ears covered up. I like to hear. Those I, aren't that bad. That's like it wasn't but, that bad. But they're mesh. They're Yeah, they're, that's light. So it's really light and it's breathable. Yeah. yeah. I had the one from... It, it is annoying to wear, though. I didn't like it because... Isn't it go over the nose? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that because it's uh-huh. always pulling. It's like pulling. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't like that design. I had the Drake one. Um, Yours is a complete goes over your whole head. I right? did, but I didn't like it because when you your, your head sideways, it makes that yeah. like a yeah. canvas sound. Mm-hmm. And I like to hear stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes yeah. I've heard ducks quacking or, right. or you know quack. the whir of wings, wings yeah. the wing beats. Yeah. You know, and and I think that's it hinders me. I'm, so want, I'm wanting to go duck hunting. Now. I want to be a predator oh, when I'm out there. You know, I'm listening, using all my senses. <laughs> predator. <laughs> Yeah. Mat walls over here. So hopefully that helps uh, helps up everybody. That's I mean that's just there's probably a lot more we can talk about. But anyways, so we're gonna end this podcast, guys. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and also check out our YouTube channel if you haven't. It's growing all the time still, even in the off season. So I'm I'm super stoked that everybody still supports and we really enjoy duck season. It is our bread and butter. I love bass fishing. Love ripping lip and setting the hook. It's actually one of my favorite things to do in the off season, but uh, yeah, when it comes, can't beat the whir of wings. You can't, dude. Just ain't happening. Nope. So, me, Thomas, and Travis are signing out. Guys, take it easy. Have a great off season until uh, we get to the real season. <laughs> we'll see you on the next <laughs> podcast later, guys. Yeah.